I have been thinking all evening about how to best say this. Now, back to Late Night with Hancock and Kelly on King of OX. It's not every show here on The Voice of St. Louis that brings you a taste of Hollywood, but we do. Michael Kelly and John Hancock, every time we're here from 8 to 10, whether it's Monday night, our usual, or tonight on a Wednesday, we're joined in studio by our man from Hollywood, none other than newsman, well, you know him as newsman Sean Michael Lyle. We I know just him. got done doing the news. I better know. Yes. <laughs> a man of Hollywood, a man who was trained in the broadcast arts in the Hollywood Hills. He's Hollywood from Boulevard, actually. Right there on Hollywood Boulevard. Don he, Martin School of Broadcasting. He starred in General Hospital back in the day. He was Dr. Winston, I think. Dr. Winston Brimley. There in whatever it was. <laughs> but tonight, folks, we want to talk about another famed Hollywood interaction that our own Sean Michael Lyle had. He showed me a picture earlier from 2007. And, Something like that. And there oh, he, before we do that, yes. I, I I was listening last hour. Yes. Okay. I want to throw in my, my nonsensical um, uh, Cardinals thing. Go oh, right please. ahead. And then we can talk All about right. the, the picture. Go right ahead. Uh, so anyway, uh, I'm, I'm a baseball fan, lifelong baseball of fan. Of seen many, many good teams. And I have a I have a um, my own nonsensical take on this because you're a Giants fan, right? Yes, I am. Uh-huh. And, and, and I be, before this, I was saying to my wife, I said, you know, if the Giants sweep them, and I thought they might. Um, that they may have to make a change. And I had been saying since the beginning of the season, you know, what's wrong with the Cardinals? What's wrong with the Cardinals? And I've been saying the same thing all along. Now, think of this. If you're if you're going to have to, say, make a managerial change, well, yeah. who are you going to bring in? That's always the question. Yes. Right? right? Who are the best managers? Well. And what, what, what position? The catchers. Right. Um, what went wrong with the Cardinals this year, do you think? I know what I think. Well, the catching position is not exactly performed as we had hoped. Yeah, it's the leadership. It's not mm. the catching. It's the leadership. Yeah. I, I would hope that by now that phone call had been made saying, hey, I know you've got that basketball team in back home. Uh, I know in that Puerto you're busy. Rico. Yeah, and I know that you're busy, and I know that, you know, it, it's, it's maybe too soon, and you don't have experience as a manager but I think Yachty would make a great manager. Well, that, that, has, that has been expressed by others. Yeah. Uh, now, the problem, though... You is, have to be interviewed if you're going to be the manager, and Yachty no, rarely not, he talks have, to the press. He doesn't have to be interviewed. Oh, really? Yeah, I think all, all they'd have to do is say, you want it, and it would be his. Huh. No, 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 no. I don't mean an interview for the job. I meant if you are the manager. You've got to yeah. deal with the press. You've got to deal with the press, and yes. Yachty doesn't deal with the press. Well, he, would, he, he would find a way. Okay. Well, that's maybe that's why he would. But say no. here's the thing about Yachty is I I don't know him to be an analytics guy. It doesn't matter. I yeah. understand yeah, that but as a but, catcher, but he the, has to be. But the front office is mm-hmm. is all in on the analytics. Yeah, I know. But he would have to. He would. They would have to reconcile that. Whatever it is, it's not working. So they'll have to try something different. And I, you know, see, my whole career has been about management leadership, yes. and that's what it's all about. He he has the leadership. He does. There is no question. I will grant you that. Maybe even a bench coach, but yeah, bring him on board if you can. Sean Michael Lyle so getting anyway. Yachty back in the clubhouse. Hey now. So anyway, that's me. So anyway, I did something clever because you know we mentioned that the governator every now and again. Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And, you know, always mentioned that uh, you know that I would encounter the governor. He was the star of one of my all-time favorite movies. Oh lord, here <laughs> we go. Don't open the door. Jingle all the way. Uh, okay, movie. there we go. That's. 
Great motion picture. Yeah. What was the, the thing about Escape from New York? Was Godfather. it Escape from New York or something like that? He had some. Was he in that? Well, no, I forgot. No. What was his movie? That was movie? Kurt Russell. What was his the movie? Terminator. About? The Terminator. No, Terminator. his movie for about New York. Anyway, he, he would always joke about some movie that he made in New uh-huh. York. So anyway, I did something that was kind of clever because I thought, well, you know, I have a picture of me and the governor. You had a cigar somewhere. with the man. Yeah. I, and, I've, I, you know, I'd encounter him quite regularly, and I remembered that I had a picture of it. Right. So here's the clever thing that I did. Yeah. Clever. And that was, I thought, well, wait a minute. His people sent me the picture. Oh, so you've got, you've got his people's... Contact information. Well, not anymore. Oh. I mean, those were state employees ah. back then. So here's what I did yeah. is you can search your email going back as far since you've had it. As long as you didn't uh, archive it. Right. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So I looked and I found the picture. There How about it was. That? Dating back to when they sent it to me. Wow. And so, uh, and there it was. And uh, you'll have to take the word for it that that's look me. at Sean. So look at Sean uh, on that picture, uh, folks. Wow! If you, if you look, look just at to the dark left hair. of your dial you on the radio, yeah. you can see Sean Michael Lyle sitting next to uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah, the governor of California. I'm interviewing him. That's my wife, Candace. There. Oh, that's Candace. Oh, yeah. I didn't. I didn't see Candace. Yeah. See, that. see, that's that's her sitting there. C a n d i c e. Candace. Yeah. Oh, with an She's ice, not ace. She's a lovely, lovely woman. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's when I had brown hair and she. Had blonde hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're both not neither of that. Uh, so and, what kind of guy was Arnold Schwarzenegger? He's a really good guy. He's yeah. he's he uh, um, he loves. Well, at that time he he uh, he loved talking about uh, uh, traveling overseas and representing California. He says I love talking about California to other people in other countries. <laughs> I love you know the 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 produce, the melons, the the grapes. The he he loved promoting uh, California. He was a big fan of the melons, as I recall. Well, as a matter of fact, he was. <clears throat> uh, but that particular picture. Now, here's the interesting thing about that particular picture. Yes, that was that was on uh, in a tent in a big giant tent on the outside the. Uh, California Capitol in Arnold Sacramento. In a tent. Why were you well, guys in a tent? Well, well they had it was the tent a huge up. tent. It was one of those big event tents. Okay. And and the radio stations from around the state had come for what they called Capitol Clear Speak. Oh, makes sense. Very nice. So this was something that the Republicans had set up. Uh, and it was it was my local assemblyman. He was a freshman assemblyman, but as a freshman. Uh, assemblyman, he was the uh, the leader of the the minority leader right. in the assembly. What was his name? Do you remember? Yeah, Kevin McCarthy. Oh, unbelievable! <laughs> unbelievable! Kevin McCarthy, the freshman assemblyman, sets up the tent. Yeah, where Sean Michael Lyle interviewed and subsequently had a cigar yeah. with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, it wasn't what a in country that tent. this is. It wasn't in that tent, oh, but right. yeah, it's but but hard K- to keep all the K Mac. He was a freshman, and the reason he he was able to be the the minority leader this as a is freshman incredible. is because he was the chief staffer for um, Thomas uh, Bill Thomas uh, Bill Thomas Bill Thomas Yeah Bill Thomas who, who he got he got rung up with. Uh, Tom DeLay, right? Oh, no, no, no. Bill Thomas ended up being the Ways and Means chairman. He was a Ways and yeah, Means yeah. chairman, yeah. He, so he was a very powerful oh, guy. big time. Yeah, and so when he retired, when Bill Thomas retired... There's Kevin McCarthy. And I was standing next to Bill. It was kind of funny. I was standing next to Bill Thomas uh, when this he was incredible. announcing his retirement, holding my microphone. absolutely incredible. 
And our program director for KERN Radio in Bakersfield, he was on turn. he was on his honeymoon in Mexico City, right? right. So he was in or somewhere in Mexico. He turns on the television in Mexico, and the first thing he sees is me holding the um, the KERN mic. Flag. There he is, the <laughs> big Kern. Yeah, Sean Michael Lyle with the big Kern and Kevin McCarthy and Arnold Schwarzenegger under the tent yeah. well, in California while the station manager was in Mexico on his honeymoon. On his honeymoon. unbelievable. At, but anyway, Kevin McCarthy. So yeah, so we we be we were kind of pals and uh, as a matter of fact it was later that evening i think that uh, that he got in his little silly little uh, government issued car and we went to ruth's christ you and the governor? No, no me and Kevin, Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy. Sta- yeah. pay attention wow yeah and he he paid for dinner or should i say the state of california of paid did. for dinner what'd so, you have wow. yeah i i don't know because you're not a big beef eater, are you? No, no, I, no, yeah. wasn't eating beef. But he said huh. that he, we went to, I said, Ruth's, Chris, that's pretty, pretty rich. And he yeah. says, so I write it off. He says, because this is where, he says, this is where all the legislation comes from. This is where all the deals are made. Right there with the wow. butter and on Ruth's, top of the steak. And Ruth's Chris, just down the street from the state that capitol. Is incredible. So now we know how to get the Speaker of the House to do anything we want. Well, uh, just feed him. Take him to Ruth's Chris. Take him to Ruth's Chris. Yeah. Ruth's, I, why is Ruth's? Plural. Okay, I'll tell. Do you want to know? I do. Yeah, we okay. do. So anyway, years have wanted. So know. anyway, it was Ruth's Steakhouse. Yeah. In New York, uh-huh. and a guy named Chris, who owned his own chains of steakhouse, he bought Ruth's Steakhouse, but be, it had such a great reputation that he didn't want to change its name. So he calls it Ruth's, Ruth's Chris, Chris Steakhouse. Well, there you have it, folks. Wow. You could have you could have gone on and lived another thirty years and never known the answer to that question. And now and, and live so happily be, because you're happy. listening to this show, this segment that we all so look forward to. You now know why it's called Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Yep. True. Yep. So just, you I, spent I'm a lot of your life away. in Hollywood. Yeah. How many years do you think you were in Hollywood? Believe what I'm listening to right now. Oh, just a few. Did I you think. ever go to the L.A. Country Club where they're having the U.S. Open this week? No, I never did. Yeah. You know, back then, I, I didn't do any golf back then. You didn't? Yeah. No. Well, I would have thought maybe somebody invited you. Uh, you had, seemed to have a brush with everything, so uh, I thought maybe you but were not there. Have you ever been in the California Club in Los Angeles? No, no. Oh. That's all too high dollar for me. Huh. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. it's not for You're just hanging out with the governor. Kevin McCarthy. Going to Ruth Chris. I hung out with the governor on public property. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, and Ruth and, Chris. And well, that was, that was Kevin McCarthy. Yeah. Kevin McCarthy. What kind of guy was he? Well, Kevin McCarthy, I'll give you an example. The Kevin McCarthy that I knew, I, I haven't seen him for a long time, about yeah. five, six years. Yeah. So the Kevin McCarthy that, because uh, when, I, when I last talked to him, he was uh, the, the minority leader. Right. Or maybe the majority leader. I don't know which end of right, that. Right, right. But anyway, he, um, what happened with the, uh, the uh, debt ceiling deal is Kevin McCarthy. And that is, you know, he's there to get business done. He he is there to do the work of the people. So what he did, and I, I think people didn't appreciate it enough, and that is, you know, people were, how is he going to round up all those crazy far-right right Republicans? Yeah, yeah. And the answer is, he's not. He's going to make them irrelevant. And he's going to do that by the relationship that he has with uh, Jeffries on the other side. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Hakeem Jeffries. Hakeem Jeffries. You know, th- they have a relationship. They work together. So he and Hakeem Jeffries made all the people on the far left and all the people on the far right irrelevant by living in the middle. And that's what he's always done. Huh. And that's that's the kind of guy he is. Well, folks, can I can I switch gears for a second? Do whatever you'd like. Yeah. So, Sean Michael Lyle, what you, John, you were out of town one time when we did this, but we had Sean that. on, and he explained to us that he likes to get vitamin D every day and the milk, and he Drink goes and sits outside in the sun. Mm-hmm. 
Did, did you sit in the sun today? No, we did not. Well, well how are you going to survive? Because you to. told me that every day you need about yes, 15 yes. minutes, and even in the wintertime, right, you we, take your shirt off and go sit in front of the window. We were going to go for a walk today, huh. uh-huh. and then my wife didn't want to, and I said, well, well let's just sit out on the porch. Yeah. And, but we didn't. We talked about it, but we didn't today. Discussed huh. the porch, we but did didn't it yesterday. actually prod yeah. yeah. on the porch. Because you, you, you're you a firm believer yes. that you need some sun every day. Every every day that you can get it, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Except we, today, you decided what, not What does to. it do for you? Uh, it just makes you healthy. Gives you skin cancer. Gets you in t- well. Not gets you in touch with the nature 15, and all that. You got to be in touch with nature, Michael. Yeah, it's just healthy for you. Yeah, you know. And you live by this. Like this is a routine. You always yeah, try to make sure you get can. out in the but, sun. But today, and like I said, we 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 talked about going to uh, to walk across the street. We have, a, as you know, a national park across the street. There it is. Yeah, a big art share. Yeah, the, the big Sometimes silver. Sometimes it's lit up. The big Depends silver. on if the birds are around. Yeah, big silver thing that doesn't do anything except attract tourists. Well, it does sway but, a little but, bit. Uh, but we, we were going to do that, but we just were lazy. And then we ended up being just too darn lazy to even step outside. So and get we've revealed to everybody now that you live in downtown St. Louis. Yes, Because you're right across the street from the. So mm-hmm. do you watch the ball games on the television when you're at home? Uh, well, I don't get those channels. Oh, I was going to say, because when I, I lived downtown, I would hear the fireworks for a home run before I saw it on television. Yeah. Well, and that was always fun because I knew what was going to happen. I, I'd tell my buddy, I'll bet you $100 he gets a home run. Yeah. And there it was. And then boom, you know, and then and then all of a sudden it became gunshots and I was losing $100 <laughs> yeah. every time, that, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, we, that's muffled. <laughs> from where I, from where the arch is, from where I am to over there, there's too many buildings, so we don't hear that. Is that right? Folks, yeah. where do you get this? I mean, think about the, the cacophony of sounds that you can get on a radio dial. You uh-huh. won't find this anywhere else but KMOX. Sean Michael Lyle. Our man from Hollywood, California. Our newsman extraordinaire. A man who has dined with Kevin McCarthy and smoked cigars and with he Arnold Schwartz. And he paid for it. Wow. The state of California Speaking paid for it. Speaking of politicians. Yeah. When we come back. Do we have to? Yeah. Okay. Donald Trump. Next on KMOX. Now, back to Hancock and Kelly, sponsored by Insperity, HR that makes a difference, on News Radio 1120, KMOX. Well, it's impossible to have the political guys on and not talk about the biggest political story in the world. Yeah. Uh, and that would be the indictment of former President Donald Trump. He showed up in court earlier this week in Miami. John, where he is standing trial or will eventually stand trial for 37 counts. Uh, felony counts. Uh, of course, the president uh, immediately left Miami, went back to Bedminster, and went on to say that this is the Justice Department being weaponized against him, uh, claiming that Joe Biden is trying to take him out for political purposes. It's a head-scratcher all around. This is on top of the speaking indictment, which we saw, which was pretty damning, showed that Donald Trump fully knew that he had documents that he wasn't supposed to have, didn't want to turn them over, was trying to work with his lawyers to keep from having to turn them over. And after a year of neglecting uh, to answer a subpoena, he faces these 37 indictments, and it probably has strengthened him in his campaign to run for president of the United States. Well, that's the thing. So, you know, this notion that that Biden is trying to take Trump off the playing field, um, if you just step back for a moment— Joe Biden's popularity numbers are in the high 30s, low 40s at 
very best, depending on what poll you're looking at. Far too low for an incumbent president to be confident in their reelection. And if Joe Biden politically wanted to take Donald Trump off the playing field, he would be removing from the playing field the one Republican that he actually could defeat in (laughs) November of 2024. And, And so... You know, I don't give much credence to the argument that this is the Democrats trying to take Trump off the playing field. They want Donald Trump to be the Republican nominee. And if anything, this indictment, it looks like early on, I have a lot of time to play out here clearly, but it looks early on like the indictment is going to strengthen and solidify Donald Trump's capacity to win the Republican primaries and caucuses and become the nominee. It's a now it's a 10 way field. Trump remains over 50% of the vote in a 10-way field. That's probably enough to win. <laughs> and, uh, and and he's likely to be the Republican nominee, and he's likely uh, to lose the election to Joe Biden. Now, it could be that this is a situation where Joe Biden or Donald Trump might be the only Republican that Joe Biden could beat, but it may also be true that Joe Biden is the only Democrat that Donald Trump could beat. And, and it just underscores the fact that If we are forcing this country through our processes of nominating presidential candidates to replay the 2020 election, in my opinion, that would be horrific. Are you surprised the the amount of the Republicans who are running against Donald Trump? I guess they're starting to soften their language a little bit. Some. Some. But mainly— they are all standing behind this rhetoric that this is targeting, et cetera. And, unequal and, justice. And unequal justice. And it's just it's just not. Unequal justice is the fact that his mugshot wasn't revealed. Unequal justice was that he didn't do a perp walk. Unequal justice is that he didn't have any cameras to have to see him do it. He got to go into the bottom of a federal court building. Well, no regular people would get to do that. If you want to talk about unequal justice, I mean, it, there's plenty of fingers to be pointed there. Yeah, and so I think the politics of it are fairly interesting, I suppose. But it seems to me that these folks, the ones that have a credible shot, and I'm not talking about Chris Christie or Asa Hutchinson. Yeah, I'm talking about the the Ron DeSantis and the Nikki Haley and maybe even the Tim Scott. But those folks that have a, you know, weak at this stage but legitimate chance to be the nominee— It it appears to me that the calculation they've made is that their only hope of becoming the Republican nominee for president is for Donald Trump to get so mired in the muck of all of this that he's no longer a legitimate candidate and can't sustain or drops dead of a heart attack. Uh, And and they then don't want to alienate the Trump voters by going at Trump full bore because they know if they do that, it probably doesn't produce an ultimate win for them, and they hope that if something unforeseen happens to Donald Trump, they want to be the one to swoop in and seize that group of voters, that, you know, 53%, if you believe the polls, that are Donald Trump voters. Well, let me posit another strategy that I'm I'm confounded as to why Ron DeSantis in particular hasn't done it. Ron right. DeSantis has definitely boned up his conservative credentials, I guess, if conservative now is going after big business. It seems to be what the Republicans are into. Um, So I don't think anybody's going to question whether or not he's not Trumpy enough when it comes to policy. Why he wouldn't come out and say, look, I love Donald Trump. Donald Trump's a great guy, but, you know, Donald Trump gets caught up in things and sometimes he just can't let it go. 
and he finds himself in this position today. And unfortunately, Donald Trump cost us the elections not once but twice, and we're not going to allow times. him to call, cause it a third or a fourth time by him running again. And I'm the one candidate who stands for the same political policies that Donald Trump pushed, and I actually can get elected. Why is he not taking that approach? Yeah. And choosing to take this, I'm going to embrace that this is a witch hunt because it's clearly not. Well, that's the electability question uh, argument. And that's what I, you know, as this thing started to unfold and realize we're not at the end of this thing yet. You still got the Georgia investigation. You got the January 6th investigation and nobody knows what's going to come out of those. But, uh, you know, I think doing what I do for a living, doing what you do for a living, I think the electability question is something to put on the table. but problem with that, perhaps, is that it's really not about the policies for these voters. It's really not. It's about the person. It's about the person. And what is that all about? Well, it's a, it's a very strong uh, bond that has been Cult. formed. Uh, a very strong bond that has been formed between Donald Trump and, and not all, you know, certainly not all 70 million people that voted for Donald Trump are of that ilk. But, man, there's tens of millions of them. Yeah, it's quite it's it's unbelievable, and and like you said, I mean, look, it, there's no doubt about it. We're watching him for president age; his capabilities are diminishing some. Uh, he has a great record to run on from a democratic perspective, um, and you know he's vulnerable. I mean, he is vulnerable for a uh, candidate who can legitimately take him on. If I'm Joe Biden, the best scenario in the world for me is that Donald Trump is the nominee, and I refuse to give him any air or any attention and refuse to debate with him, and I'm going to go out and do my soundbite politics. Uh, I don't think that any uh, he can get away with that with any other candidate. But with Donald Trump, yeah, he can. He can say, look, the guy yeah. lies. We're not going to do this. We're not going to have a debate like we've watched him do in the past where we don't actually talk about substance and he just sits and lies. Yeah, I, I mean, I, He's uh, going to get this guy a free ride. I, I'm afraid that's – I mean, I see it that way too. And uh, I'm a Republican. I, I would like very much – and here's the other thing. I mean, I do I want to go here? We can go to break. Okay, let's go to break. <laughs> we'll go to break. We'll be back after this on KMOX. It's Hancock and Kelly Late Night. Working on a night now, back to Late Night with Hancock and Kelly. I love it at night. On King of OX. I don't know if you saw this, but this uh, came out today that after 22-year reign as the best-selling beer in America, Bud Light slipped yeah. to number two this month. Number two. The drop in sales was part of the fallout after the Anheuser-Busch InBev brand partnered with transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney. Uh, Who the, I'd never heard of. Yeah, ne ditto. Um, and uh, now the most uh, consumed beer in the United States yeah. is Medella Especial. So, uh, oh, yeah. How about that? I guess we're no longer worried about making America that's great a, again. That's a Mexican we're, beer. Well, yeah, we're taking care of the Mexicans. Well, and, and so, you know, whatever the marketing person in Anheuser-Busch says that the brand was dying and that they needed to rejuvenate Is that it what with they're the, saying? That's what the, the woman that, that did the Dylan Mulvaney oh, campaign. What was dying about Bud Light? Uh, that it, the, the brand was dying and they needed to infuse younger People, you know, it it was a political agenda, right? And she oh, was on a she. Agenda. Of course, it was. She was. But John, they give they give cans away to everybody. Uh, I understand. Uh, Yachty and Wainwright had one. Uh, blah blah blah. Cubs fans don't like that. If if I am marketing licorice, okay, yeah, 
Black or uh, red? Uh, the red licorice. That, that's Because nobody likes the black licorice. Oh, actually, some people do. It My mother like, likes it, the black licorice. It tastes licorice. like uh, ouzo, the, the yeah. Greek uh, liqueur. Yeah. Or Jägermeister. Uh, right. Oh, is that what Jägermeister? Oh, oh Jägermeister is oh, the worst, dude. That. I got sick on it once. I'll uh, never do a test yeah, to I've never had in my it. life. Uh, but uh, I, I digress. Yeah, we do. Uh, you've <laughs> got to know your audience. And the audience for Bud Light is not people that want to see, you know, transgenderism. Yeah, but... but John, they've been doing it forever. They've been well, selling Bud Light rainbow flag cans yeah. for for well, decades. Well, it, it didn't work this time. Well, I understand and, it didn't work. And, uh, and and to take a brand that was number one in its class for decades, and you do that to it. I mean, from a marketing standpoint, from a you know, you don't you sh- if you're marketing a product for a company, and a company that's got obligations to its shareholders to provide dividends and more money the last thing you want to do is make a political statement that is going to cost those shareholders money and that's what was done here and it was wrong and they're paying the price for it now huh and so is target by the way yeah i mean you just look at what what's happened with target with the but it, it's all made up it's faux anger well it's not faux anger it's not whatever i guess they can, people can I mean, do whatever they want it's I legitimate mean, they, anger they can't go to chick-fil-a anymore cuz chick-fil-a is doing the same thing now that's the big christian right wing we love jesus uh, you know chicken shop that the, all the republicans what was that guy's name from arkansas mark mike um his daughter's the governor now mike uh, Huckabee. Huckabee. Remember he you know, he loved the you know this is Chick Fil A's quality Americans they they got rainbow flag chicken sandwiches now have they now yeah well that probably is not going to go over so well I think it's going to go over fine I think it's look I do think this is some of the you you keep saying that this is an agenda that's being driven it is and I'm telling here to tell you that it's an agenda that's being driven from the other side and as it's well not. which is to foment. This ridiculous anger against people. Every one of us Buddy, knows somebody who's gay. The, the, the Everybody, president... gay people have been around since the start of humanity. And nobody's forcing anything down your throat by having, you you know, a can made that one person had for you to here's get all exercise. Here's about. where they're forcing it down our throats. They're, they're telling you that you've got to not just accept this, but embrace it. No, they're and not. Part, of course they are. The president of the United States has a bunch of transsexuals on the White House. Who cares? Well, so, and Donald Trump had a bunch of criminals. All right. So I'm, I'm, an, <laughs> I'm an evangelical Christian. All right. Okay, I'm a Catholic. So, so you've got you've got Pride Day at the ballpark where you're going to celebrate we sold homosexuality. Out that day I understand. Uh, you're going to celebrate we homosexuality. Celebrate. We're celebrating you're, the fact that though the, of inclusion right. of the, of people. So, as who, a Christian, yeah. What if we have an adultery day? You have a Christian day well, where you all get up and tell each other that anybody who's that's you not know my gay. It's not my point. But what's not the my difference point. between Christian day and gay uh, LBGT? Let day? me make let me make the point. All right. Let's say you have an adultery day. Let me tell you, there are far more adulterers in this country than there are homosexuals, transgender people. Okay, right. but adultery is a sin. You don't celebrate to who? To, to to Christians, okay. to evangelical Christians. And what what you're doing here? Why do is I you, have to worry about what your you, religion? You don't, thinks. but don't force it down my throat. And don't they're not force forcing me, it down your throat. They're saying, me listen, to we're going to have Pride Day, and just like Christian Day, we're going to have a special ticket that you can buy, and you're going to get a special T-shirt. You don't have to participate. You can go to the ball game just like any other day. 
Now, but the, if ne- I don't the very that, next day was Christian uh, Day. I, I get that. And they and, shouldn't and have they any sold, of these days. Uh, hey, now. No, but, agree. but don't tell me that I'm some kind of a horrible person if I believe that lifestyle is sinful because my faith but that, that, teaches that's me That's not what this is sinful. about. That, that, that's not what this is about. You, nobody is forcing you to do anything. You don't have to go to the ball game that day. Do you know what you're called? There's LGBT. Do you know what you're called if you say it's no, a sinful this, this lifestyle? No, this is what Tucker Carlson tells you you're called. What, you're uh, called a bigot and all this other yes, stuff? Yes, that's exactly no, what you're if called. if you choose not to participate, there's nothing wrong with it. I would choose not to participate in Christian Day. Fine. Yeah, Exactly. And and so why is it why are you exercise why would people be and I'm not saying you why would people be exercised about Pride Day but not Christian Day or Star Wars Day it's all nonsense to get you to come and buy a ticket and you know what if you want a cardinal logo that has a rainbow on it whip de doo go do it have at it if you want to go and get the cardinal logo with the cross on it have at it Star Wars I don't have to participate if I don't want to Star Wars is not considered a sinful lifestyle A sinful lifestyle to who John to, this is the problem I think believe... most of us young people are fed up with having to live to the standards of other people's religions you, you just, I don't care what your religion is I don't care what is. you do either but don't don't force it down my throat They're not and forcing don't, it down don't your throat me How for is it believing... any, explain to me how they're forcing it down your throat because by I'm having a, a pride day because I'm a but bigot. not by no, nobody's called. I didn't call you a bigot. But I guarantee you there are people there, out there. I'm sure there's people, yeah. and, and there's people out there who are calling these Christian people whack jobs. Right. I'm sure that exists as well. <laughs> but does. you know what? So be it. This is a freedom of speech. You get to do what you want. And if the Cardinals want to have a Pride Day, I think it's awesome. Let all the hey, if they want to have a Ducks Unlimited Day, have a Ducks Unlimited Day. I don't want to shoot ducks. I don't want to shoot a gun. Those are but I get that those Hoosiers want to go down there and do that, (laughs) and they should have at it. Why does it affect me? It doesn't. You know I'm right. I don't. You do. Uh, I don't, but I uh, I like you. I like you. Yeah. All right. We're going to come back. I've got dog problems. Yeah, you do. That's next. Now, back to Hancock and Kelly. Sponsored by Insperity. HR that makes a difference. On News Radio 1120, KMOX. Okay, it's Hancock and Kelly late night on a Wednesday. We're not normally here. We decided to come in with you all tonight. We thank you for being here with us. You can hear us Friday morning at 830 right here on KMOX. And don't forget Hancock and Kelly, the television show, on Sunday mornings at 830 on Fox 2 right here in St. Louis. And John... Uh, besides me, you have another best friend, and his name is Gus. Gus. Yes. And that would be your puppy. Gus. Well, he's not a puppy any longer. He's uh, eight years old, is Gus. What's up with Gus? <sighs> well, when Gus was two, our dog, Gracie, who we loved. Yeah. Um, Gracie was a was a golden retriever. Uh-huh. Lovely dog. Beautiful except, dog. Except she... Ate all your money. Ate the shoes. She ate the... She ate tin cans. She yeah. ate Literally socks. ate checks. She ate a five thousand dollar check. She ate yeah. fifty seven dollars in cash. Yeah. Um, probably caused me to purchase seven pairs of shoes for my kids' friends over the years. Wow. Uh, she departed us in two thousand and fourteen. Naturally, fifteen. Two thousand and fifteen. Yeah. She moved on. Yeah, she she had cancer. Right. It was it was horrible. It happened. And um, we had her. She was nine years old. I didn't think we'd get another dog. And one Saturday morning and. May, uh-huh. my daughter and now son-in-law walked in the front door on a Saturday morning with a little puppy dog. Oh, my. We called him Gus. 
And uh, you so, you didn't have a choice in this thing. Uh, apparently, just decided to come live at your house. I I came down. I slept in that morning. I walked down the stairs, and there they were. And I said, I guess he's not leaving. And they said, That's right. <laughs> so Gus has been with us uh, for eight years, and at two years old. <laughs> Yeah, uh, he started limping. Oh, and so we took him to the vet. Yeah, he's got a condition called TPLA. What's that? I have no idea what it stands for. What's it mean? It, What's it? What? What happens? It, it means ten thousand dollars. <laughs> and so uh, you, you get the surgeon there. You fly him in from Boston. <laughs> apparently, it's a fairly rare procedure. And uh, and then you have the surgery, and then. Uh, then you've got to have the dog, you know, not immobile for a good three or four weeks in a kennel. Which is not easy for a dog. Nor cheap. And then <laughs> and then you bring the dog home and you keep the dog in the family room with a fence around him so he can't get anywhere near the stairs. He can't jump on the furniture, which means your wife has to spend every night on the floor in the family room with the dog for a couple of months. And wow. Then, and then he's he's better until he develops an infection from the screw, and that's another thousand dollars to take care oh. of that. Man, as I'm signing the check for the left leg of Gus six years ago, uh-huh. the check for the surgery was only sixty five hundred dollars. Right. The doctor says, you know, there's a fifty percent chance it's going to happen to the other leg. Oh man. Well, apparently, it has. Oh boy. Uh, Gus is lifting up his right leg, very reminiscent of what we saw six years ago. And we're going to the vet tomorrow. I fear the vet's going to tell me that. Uh, the $10,000 surgery game. Yeah, although thanks to Biden, it's probably twelve or $13,000. Biden. So, yeah, I've got a, I've got a decision to make there. And, uh, well, I, you know, I don't know what we're going to do. Yeah, I'm hoping well, that, that an sucks. anti-inflammatory drug yeah they don't have cortisones for dogs well we're gonna find out see i, I will i mean who knows you know you ever gotten a cortisone shot i have as it, uh, people tell me it's like a miracle it's a magic what 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 where did you get it in my knee and what was wrong with your knee i couldn't walk yeah i mean i could walk but it hurt I, and did you watch the needle go in because no, apparently gosh, no. it's a big no, long needle. A, no 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 I told you a story about my orthopedic surgeon tonight. No, what? <laughs> so you remember I had the stroke. Right, I do. So, so they gave me the shot in the hospital to take care of the stroke. Uh-huh. And apparently it's a it's a big thinner. It thins everything yeah, out. Yeah, right. So I had this like this this ball of goo under my elbow. I right. mean, it looked it looked all deformed and stuff. Right. So I called the doctor. I said, I got this ball of goo. He said, Yeah, you need to go to see an orthopedic surgeon to pop that and drain it and blah, blah, blah. He says, here's the guy that I recommend. So I call the guy, and they can see me in nine and a half weeks. Whoa. And I said, I'm not going to walk around with a ball of goo on my yeah. elbow. For I mean, it's summertime, for the can, love of Pete. Can I just grab the knife in the kitchen? Yeah, right. And so um, and they said, well, Dr. So-and-so can see you today at 2 o'clock. Oh. And I thought, oh. He's a good doctor. Oh, great. So-and-so. I'm in. So here's Dr. So-and-so. He looks like Doogie Hauser, this guy. <laughs> I mean, he's got to be, if he's a week out of medical school, I'd be shocked. Yeah. Just a little puffy face and a little <laughs> pink cheeks, you know. Hello. And he drains my elbow or whatever. And I said, thank you, doctor. That was wonderful. Well, a few weeks later, my knee's killing me. Uh-huh. Georgiana got a cortisone shot, so I called her doctor, and I said, can I get a cortisone? He said, yeah. We can see you in about 12 weeks. Oh, my. 
So I said, nah, I've got my own doctor. <laughs> so you called Doogie? I called Doogie. He can see you tomorrow at 1. I said, hey, now. <laughs> so what I have figured is. Have you thought about taking Gus to Doogie? Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, so well, so that's been. So Doogie's probably got a pretty full practice now. Right. Uh, but I, you know, I figure by the time I need to have my knees and hips and stuff replaced, he'll be like a world-class you know, physician. Yeah, but you won't be point. able to get in. Well, that's an excellent Well, but you're, but I'm a, you're I'm a an existing patient. patient. Yeah, that's yeah. an excellent point. I may have been his first little ball of goo sure. and his first little cortisone shot, but but no, I did not look at the cortisone shot because I can't, I can't handle it. Listen, I can't handle the Novocaine coming into the mouth. A friend of ours yeah. got, got his knee replaced. Right. And he just did it well, in the last six months or so. Gets his knee replaced. Doctor says, okay, you're going to come back in three weeks, right. and I'll look at it again. Yeah. Shows up in three weeks. Doctor says, hey, this is my last day, by the way, so uh, I've passed you on to this person. Oh, That's the worst part about doctors, right, is like when they're done, you're left in the cold. Like you're my, loyal to them. You won't go anywhere, and you got nowhere to go. My doctor, my, you know, what GP. do you call it? Whatever, yeah, he General. retired yeah. in January. And, you know, I've had this thing with my, you know, yeah, jobs, I've been yeah. dealing with. Uh-huh. And... uh so I needed to find a new, and I don't, you know, how do you know? Yeah. You know? So, and you look at the list they give you, and some some doctors are taking patients, some doctors are right. not. I find a guy that's taking patients. Uh-huh. I call, I make an appointment, I go in and say, love him. Uh-huh. Love him. Really? He spent 45 minutes with me, Michael. Really? Talking and getting, I mean, yes. And? He, and he put me on some stuff, and I've not had any issues with. Good. Yeah. Good for you. And uh, so, I, yeah. I had a doctor. I decided I needed Gary's a GP that name. was younger than me so that I could age with him. Yeah. He's leaving town. <laughs> well, it is dangerous out there. <laughs> That's Michael <laughs> Kelly. I'm John Hancock. To recap, we've talked about the culture wars. We've talked about <laughs> Donald Trump. We've talked with Sean Michael Lyle. Our sports insider, John Hancock, was with us. And we took your phone calls as well about the sad plight of our St. Louis Cardinals. Stick around. It's the best of Glover coming up next. Matt Pajeski's done his masterful job, as usual, behind the board. Shawn Michaels is going to bring you the news at the top of the hour. Best of Glover, Glover, and then our American Stories.